Epa, welcome to El Calentón, el verdadero calentón de mi gente, a Latinx podcast about current issues, news, culture, music, food, and politics, y todos nuestros hot takes. Eh, some episodes like this one will be for all of you, but other episodes will be exclusive y solo lo pueden ver mi gente members. So if you are not a mi gente member, we really encourage you to become a member today. Visit migente.net slash join. And hello, I'm Ali, Aliana Margarita Vigio Alcoba, to name all my, all my names. I'm a content creator. Yes, yes, mi madre me mata, siempre dejo el Alcoba. I'm a content creator with Mi Gente, and I'm very happy to be here again. This time kind of hosting, pero aquí está Cintia todavía, don't worry. Eh, eh, y Jorge Gutierrez, que están super excited. Hey everybody, <laughs> te voy a robar la idea, I'm going to read all my names, Jorge Alberto Gutierrez Cortez. Muy bien, Zumba Cintia. Hey, we share the mic in this house, in this podcast. Yes, we do. Um, Cintia Abigail Rodriguez Padilla. And I always tell my mom, why did you give me a pilgrim-ass name, Cynthia Abigail Adams? <laughs> Abigail. Abigail. I didn't know that. Abigail. Good Cynthia to Abigail. know. Why, why do our moms insist como en segundo nombre de señora? Mío es Margarita. Like, Margarita. I would never, no, una bebé ahí que se llama Margarita, ya tiene automáticamente, the baby's 80 years old. Margarita la diosa. Nobody no, your Margarita family la diosa Margarita. de la cumbia. ¿Qué, ¿Qué dijiste, Cynthia? Margarita la diosa de la cumbia. Yes. Ah, perfecto. Sí, mi familia, muchas margaritas, many margaritas. So it's a, a popular name in our family. Well, I'm super happy to be here. Ya estamos en holiday season. We feel it. You feel it. So we're very excited to be recording this last episode de este season, right? Estamos, went by fast. That's right. <laughs> If you haven't checked out the other episodes, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's the end of the year. Hopefully... Y'all get, get to rest, re-energize, porque 2024 va a estar cabrón. Sabroso. Va cabrón. Y sabroso. <laughs> Esperemos. Y caliente. Yeah. Y caliente. Y desde, el, desde el calentón, we will definitely talk about 2024. But today, we wanted to highlight everything that mi gente has been working on eh, in 2023. And obviously, we use the framework sin contra desde so that's the way that we are going to organize this conversation para que no se nos quede nada everything that we have done sin contra desde el estado in 2023 and if you're familiar with our work you've likely heard us talk about the importance of building latinx power sin contra y desde el estado within without and against the state we took this framework and way of doing activism from el movimiento de pobladores en lucha mpl Um, and this framework has been like super key in everything that Mi Gente has done. And also as someone who joined Mi Gente in 2021 that didn't know about this framework, it has also helped me in my activism and understanding que hay que meterle de todos lados. Hay que hacer todas las estrategias si queremos cambiar esto. So we're going to be talking about all our highlights desde nuestro framework, el framework que usa Mi Gente. And we would like to start with Sin el Estado, talking about la vida local. Jorge, Jorge nos tiene mucho que decir de eso. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it's been a couple of years now que um, we have this program que se llama La Vida Local because, you know, pues, we know that our communities, right, oftentimes are neglected by the government. And we know that our people self-organize and have the autonomy 
to, yeah, to provide the support and services that oftentimes, again, our government um, doesn't provide for our people. And this year, we supported seven uh, grassroots organizations and collectives who are doing Sinilizado work in the U.S. and Puerto Rico. Also that, you know, these are groups that are building community autonomy for our gente and reimagining the ways we connect in relationship to our own selves, each other, and the world around us. So uh, we want to give a shout out to um, those organizations who are doing amazing work, como Birth Comadres Collective out of Austin, Texas, Colectivas Son Queers in San Antonio, Texas, Finca El Vapor in San Lorenzo, Puerto Rico, Flowers and Bullets Collective in Tucson, Arizona, Hummingbird uh, Farm um, out of San Francisco, California, Justicia de Sanación para Vieques in Vieques, Puerto Rico, and Monarch Midwives out of San Diego, California. Presentes. Yes, so uh, a huge shout out to them and all the messy work that they do. Please follow them and, you know, follow them in social media. I know that I have, and I've been able to see some of the great work and projects folks are putting out in the world. Yeah. I love La Vida Local work, especially because you get to know like more groups that you didn't even know. For example, in Puerto Rico, there are so many groups uh, and getting to see them like como recibir esta ayuda y recibir esto, estos programas that they deserve is super exciting for me. Y es un trabajo, it's a, such an important work, el trabajo sin el Estado. Y trabajo that oftentimes is not funded by Uh, foundations or philanthropy, right? And so I think that this is a way for us to give some funding for those folks to continue doing that work that they're doing. Yeah, because in a lot of ways, seeing el Estado work como fills up the gaps that the state mm -hmm. has abandoned. And what's going to be interesting about this conversation is that sin contra y desde framework sometimes uh, transitions from one space to another. Sometimes uh, organizations or groups fill up estas, estos espacios eh, dejados abandonados por el Estado and then they create the conditions para que el Estado diga, okay, esto tenemos que atenderlo, claramente la gente ya se ha organizado. So I think that's one of the things that I find very important about seeing el Estado work, like ocupan esos espacios sin pedir permiso And it's really about the community que crea ese poder para hacer eso posible. So, ¿qué piensan del cine estado work? Sí, I mean, I was gonna say what what you shared exactly. Estoy de acuerdo. I think that also <laughs> cine estado work is is so visionary. And what does the the state love to do? They like to co-opt our imagination. <laughs> They yeah. like to co-opt our shit. And so I think that we've also seen particularly around Sinel Estado strategies, like how they become co-opted by the neoliberal state. I think, you know, example number one, the free breakfast program from the Black mm -hmm. Panthers that other groups did too, right? Like the Young Lords and how that became a project of the state, which we do, right? We want these things should, it shouldn't have to be the community providing them, right? The It's the state's job to make sure that we have these things and and we don't have them, but, um, but you know, we're aware of all of those different layers. Definitely. So, with that said, let's talk about Contra el Estado, Cynthia. ¿Qué hemos hecho contra el Estado? What have we done in 2023? Hablando del Estado, el golpe avisa. Um, so, Contra el Estado, <laughs> when we talk about Contra el Estado, we talk about contending for power directly. So, Contra el Estado is about campaigns. It's about direct action. It's about going against the attacks on our communities and in all the ways in which they show up and happen. And so I think that Contra el Estado is about ringing the alarm and, and exposing the systems of oppression that we see 
and making our our demands really clear. And so whether that's putting up our our bodies, our time, our energy on the front lines, that's the control estado work and and I think it shows up in our work in in many different ways. That's you know, also the kind of work where mi gente comes from, particularly around the Not One More campaign. Pero I just want to talk about los traicioneros for a little bit. So, <laughs> dime Chicago. Sí, sí, te cuento here towards the end of the year in Chicago, we launched uh, Los Traicioneros, which talks about Latinx city council members in Chicago, especialmente cinco de los cincuenta, five out of the fifty, that are Latinx city council members that have consistently turned their backs on our gente. And it was important to expose them in that moment because, as we know, all over the country, folks have fought really hard for sanctuary protections and they mean something, right? They draw, they mostly draw a line between ICE and, and local police. And so now to have some of these traicioneros be like <laughs> to roll back these protections and we're going to say that we should get rid of these protections because of our new migrant neighbors coming into so many of our cities, like no mansion, right? Tomato, tomato, tomato. tomato. <laughs> right? And that's why we do the work of, of Contra el Estado. And so Los Traicioneros versus the Chicago Welcoming City Ordinance Chicago Sanctuary Policy is one of those ways in which this work shows up. And I will say that today, if we can get some round of applause, some matracas, because today Chicago showed up and rejected these efforts really explicitly. Uh, today, a question that some city council members like Los Traicioneros wanted to get on the ballot that said that we would roll back these kinds of protections was not allowed to be on the March 2024 primary ballot. So shout out to, yes. um, to, to all the members and all the other organizations, all of our partners that have been throwing down on this. So that's con a little bit about Contra el Estado. ¿Qué dicen ustedes? Yeah, and, and if you haven't checked out the campaign, I want you to see the very dramatic graphics that we did the decoms para estos traicioneros we took all their pictures and posted them i also saw the march with the grinch that chicago did i thought that was so clever uh and that's like contra el estado also could be like very creative and imaginative in the ways that we kind of like stop la normalidad i feel like contra el estado is about literally just incomodar molestar detener el día a día and like make people pay attention to what's going on especially the people in power la hora de fregar es ahora <laughs> I love the drama that this campaign brought in um, very telenovela like very Latino so I, I love it yeah I mean I think this is I think oftentimes the work that really motivates people creates a space for people to channel their anger and frustrations when things are not right Um, when there's so much injustice happening in, in our community. So, so I love it. And I feel that this, that's where I feel the most comfortable. I feel like a lot of my organizing has been under this banner strategy of, you know, uh, contra el Estado. Um, so I love it whenever we can um, get campaigns off the ground that are really clear about who our targets are and what our demands are. So love it. Yes. We love contra el Estado. And most of us started contra el Estado and then we just kind of like hemos estado en otro espacio but we'll talk about that at the end como nosotros nos sentimos about this so let's talk about el que nos falta desde el Estado um, this year we had uh, a great campaign in Filadelfia 
called Feliz Será Bonito, making a direct reference a La Bichota, con Mañana Será Bonito. Uh, this campaign was really beautiful, especially the, the, my work, which is designing. It was so fun to design something that inspired hope, and it was pretty, it was pink, it had like this Carl D vibe, which the community leaders who took on the campaign for Eric Almiron really chose and, and led with it, and it was really beautiful to watch. So that was Feliz Era Bonito campaign, even though Eric Almiron wasn't elected, it was as I said, like a beautiful campaign and it created like a solid base of people who are still working and active and we got to like get together with a lot of them in El Instituto y Asamblea, which was really fun. So shout out a la gente de Philly that keeps showing up and doing like a lot of work also not desde el Estado, sin el Estado y contra el Estado. So you will see that all of us como kind of nos movemos entre esos tres. Uh, also, we had the candidate endorsements. We endorsed and we won a lot. Uh, the candidates that had their victory this year are Sandy Nurse, Carlos Ramirez Rosa, Lane Santa Cruz, Julia Ramirez, Brandon Johnson, Jesse Fuentes, Rosana Rodriguez, and Julia Mejia. All of them from all across. Así que, congrats. Part of mi gente work is continuing working with these candidates that we endorse in a model of co-governance. So, El trabajo no se acaba when we win. El trabajo sigue desde todos estos tres frentes. And also we had very amazing uh, conversations a nivel internacional en Latinoamérica. We had a stream with about the Guatemala elections, which was very important. Uh, la conversación del Partido Semilla de Bernardo Arevalo. Uh, so if you haven't watched that, it's a really good conversation. It gives context to what happened and what is still happening in Guatemala. So I really encourage that that you watch this uh, live stream, which was really good. Yeah, el municipalismo en Latinoamérica. No sé si quieren añadir algo de las cosas que he estado diciendo. Sí, hablando de municipalismo en Latinoamérica, ¿verdad? Estamos... Oh my gosh, por un español, huh? We are really... <laughs> We're really inspired by how can we be more disciplined and and really work towards something that's not government as usual, business as usual, and how do we support our compas that have been elected to walk in that path. And so more to come around, you know, concepts that we're developing around concejalías populares and what it means to create participatory government offices. So hay mucho ahí, ¿verdad, Ari? Yeah. Yes, yes. And, you know, on that same way, like we, um, it's important to also highlight Sasomblea in Instituto. You know, Instituto, we had around 150 folks that came through and participated in four tracks, organizing and grassroots campaigns, electoral organizing, arts and communications, and advanced political education. And I think, you know, we were able to bring in a lot of these conversations um, to that space, into those trainings. And then as Asamblea, we just saw a lot of new folks including our folks who are part of the Feliz Era Bonito crew in Philly and other places from like Arizona, Texas, Georgia, Puerto Rico, and so many other places. Um, and we saw a lot of new faces as Asamblea this year. And I think that, that that's exciting. Um, and I think we also have a little bit of work to do to get to know who our members are in, you know, right now and as part of our base. And yeah. shout out to the Tucson crew who helped us put it all together because there was seven days of programming uh, there were long days, but for me, I, I just, it just reminded me of like, I really thrive when I'm around people, when our people, like, me siento en casa, me dan más ganas de echarle ganas to, 
when we see each other. It was amazing. I got sick for two days, but the oh, rest was right. great. Yeah. I mean, the weather is so different. It's hot come on Puerto Rico, but it's very, very, very dry. Uh, but I love Tucson. Bueno, Tucson or Tucson? ¿Cómo se dice? Tucson. Hay que decirle Tucson. Tucson, pues. Tucson me gustó mucho. Y la pasé súper bien. So I think what I take the most, I love the track, the arts and comms track, like seeing so many people who are just with like doing creative work for social justice is so inspiring and it gives us so many ideas of like other outlets that we can use at nuestro trabajo and comms. So I think, yeah, a lot of learning and mucha, mucha esperanza, really seeing each other and seeing everybody just reminds us that we're not alone because we're kind of like all over entre Puerto Rico eh, y el Estados Unidos, but seeing each other no, no recarga mucho. Yeah, I mean, for me, those cosas, two things. One, it's so it was so important that Mi Gente members were able to have a space to reconvene post-2019, right? The pandemic is ongoing, but, you know, post that early pandemic moment. And so people got to see each other after a long time. Abrazos había muchos. Lo bailado nadie no lo quita. And so it was just really valuable for folks to be able to share time Baile and also strategy together. I um, got to be a part of the coordinating crew for one of the four tracks for the Organizing 101. Shout out to our organizing track folks from El Instituto. And obviously, folks are coming in as organizers, and, and but people really, I think, found it useful to have a space to, to go over all of the concepts, you know, key concepts and, and key components of our work as organizers and we need more we need organizers now more than ever um so bring continue you know help us get uh, more organizers to the next instituto coming maybe somewhere near you soon <laughs> yeah we don't we haven't decided yet when if there's going to be another instituto where the next assembly is going to be at but we also we can't forget and so huge shout out to our compas that came from you know argentina guatemala chile and of course, all the crew that was there from Puerto Rico. Y Mexico. Oh, Pero, sí, Mexico, sí. Yeah, the panels also, I want to add, were amazing. Fue una parte super favorita mía. Me gustó mucho este panel de la política del sur al norte. Now that you mm -hmm. said that, Jorge, I remembered. Uh, it was so good to see. It was a, a panel de, del Estado because there were like elected officials or people in government. Uh, giving their experience desde Latinoamérica, Puerto Rico, y también desde Tucson estaba representado también en ese panel. It was a really good, a really good panel. So, yes, Asamblea Instituto, stay tuned and check always our social media para ver cuándo es el próximo. And yeah, I think that we can now kind of like manifest a little bit for 2024. I feel. Like, I don't know if this is a symptom of getting older, but years go by so fast. I can't believe the, this year is almost over. But one of my favorite parts of the end of the year is being able to, like, intencionar, manifest uh, what we want. And uh, let's talk about what we what do we want for, for next year. It doesn't have to be too heavy, como, like, quiero cosas bien difíciles. It could be, like, 
qué sabia, Ali. Y el Jorge bien pensativo. Te veo, te veo. <risa> Mirando por la pensando ventana. En, pensando en sus pecados. <risa> pensando en las resoluciones del domingo. Sí, ¿verdad? That's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Manifestations. How no, some ways como que just for like life to be easier on our people, you know? Just how expensive life is, you know, and, and all over the place, right? Like the US and in other places of the world. Um yeah, like I don't know. I know it's gonna be like the elections are gonna be taking up a lot of the air and space and the work that we're gonna be doing. Um, uh, but I hope that we can find moments of inspiration and joy and pachanga, perreo, hangueo, and, you know, and yes, and that I hope that we can, tengamos como más space to, to have like principled disagreements, you know, porque we're not going to agree on, on, on everything. But at the end of the day, we, we just got to roll up our sleeves and do some work to to get some wins for our people, you know, our people, our families, our compas, you know, deserve some wins. It's been a freaking hard year. Yeah. I have no idea what to manifest on. <laughs> I mean, I I'm, okay, no, I'm but okay, I make no it, we can it, also so. make it personal, something personal. Yeah, too, I'm going to a, I'm a say on a personal level, I'm manifesting cooking more. Mm. Um, I need to stop uh, ordering food. That's what I'm manifesting. I need to cook more. I moved uh, recently this summer, so I feel like I haven't gotten like como set up in my espacio, así que quisiera eso como estar más hogareña. So yeah, that for me. I I I have to think about the collective manifesting. Yes. A ver tú, Cynthia. Algo que no sea esto, Dios, por favor. Yeah, I think. That we keep doing shit, that we, you know, really win, that we really gain power. I think this is less a manifestation and more of like, I know this is going to be true. I know that, I know that Palestine will be free. Mm -hmm. so, yes. So eso por seguro. And may we continue to grow in our solidarity. Mm -hmm. And then personally, you know, Ali, as you were saying earlier, we did a, an action here in Chicago last week and I was like... Damn, if only I could actually play my accordion. Pero nomás me una canción, so... You play accordion? I'm learning, so manifesting oh for God. 2024 that I learned more than just one song. Okay, so next year, what you're saying to everybody listening is that you're gonna play the accordion in El Calentón para todas nosotras. Si me estás retando, I guess... <laughs> I think that would be amazing. A mí me encanta el acordeón. For the next like... episode, you have to bring your acordeón and you have to play a little bit for us. That's and a promise. People. Si me lo pide el pueblo, pues, ¿cómo digo pues... que no? <laughs> yeah. I mean, on a, on a personal, I, I would say, like, take more fashion risk. I feel that, like... Mucha ropa. I, like, I love fashion. And I think when I like, cuando, when I'm intentional and I put time and effort into it, I get it right. But then oftentimes I like overthink it or like, what are people going to say? It doesn't, you know, so like, I'm, I'm going to try. I took some risks this year. Some paid off, some didn't, but you know, I'm going to try more <laughs> next, next year. Yes. I mean, ya con los headphones, está set. Está mejor que nosotras. 
Um, so I'm going to add the collective one. I think I really, I want to manifest that our work is very, con mucho joy, mucha alegría y esperanza, que nuestras campañas reflejen eso. Yeah, I feel like we podemos hacerlo, podemos sostener las realidades del mundo sin perder la esperanza. Y que eso nos motive a seguir, because there's a lot, a lot of work to do. That's so, right. Let's do our temperature check. Remember that we're in a podcast called El Calentón and we have this segment called Temperature Check where we check the temperature de nuestro host. How do we feel about the question that's going to be propuesta? Since we're talking about Mi Gente 2023 highlights and we did that with our framework Sin Contra y Desde el Estado, we want to ask, and entonces vamos a contestar, Uh, with which strategy do you feel most identified or or it, maybe it could be a strategy that you're currently shifting towards and more work ahí? So, I don't know, who wants to start? Sin contra o desde? I, I would say I feel the most comfortable in contra el estado. And I feel that I'm trying to get more comfortable in the desde el estado. Just to ha have a better understanding of electoral organizing and the power plays there so that it serves our people. ¿Qué más, qué más? I, I mean, <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> Cynthia, sigue hablando. Cynthia quiere que hablemos because she's thinking about her answer. Por eso. Uh, that's right, that's right. I'm over here like, hmm. I also definitely grew up in thinking that actually organizing was only desde mm -hmm. el estado mm -hmm. but and feel free to ar to to argue with me on this because I'm still developing this but I'm also a student of ethnic studies like I was one of the young folks I was really lucky to have ethnic studies as a high schooler and so I think that being exposed to organizing and seeing and Contra el Estado, as a young person, 14, 15, but then also being exposed to ethnic studies around that same time, I also learned, you know, I was learning actually that our communities have a history of organizing that looks like mutual aid, that looks like all of these kinds of ways that we provide for each other outside of the state. And I remember being that young and being like, why does, why do these conflict so much? Like, Why is there this theory of organizing that feels like they're trying to teach something to our communities and yet our communities have been doing keeping each other alive yeah. and for yeah. 500 plus years. And I remember feeling so conflicted about that. Um, but now, you know, thank you, MFL. I feel like you, <laughs> like I've been giving a framework to understand like some of that flow and, and how they yeah. work together. And also that... Uh, that yeah the the we need to save ethnic studies yeah. <laughs> do you feel yeah. like part of that confliction that you were feeling was that like the contra was given like more priority more it was more important than the mutual aid work that folks were doing were doing because i feel sometimes that that's <clears throat> that's how we look at it or talk about it you know come oh like that mutual aid is that little project you know yeah i think at that age you know, what I'm labeling right now as, as Cine Lesado just felt like for us, by us mm. in a different way and through our eyes. 
rather than reading us as reading like us as always in defense of and and now i'm like we need to be contending for power at all levels and 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 there's ways in which all of this is is building on each other and having a dialectic but but yeah what about you ellie um i would say that at first of everything that i i wanted to do was contra like i thought also that was about it and definitely i feel like i feel more comfortable contra el estado i feel like when we talk about this del estado work which i'm trying to get into more <laughs> especialmente in puerto rico también with mi gente understanding it more is like como also that day we can take our reclamos and be strategic about it and like put people in power que venga de la comunidad and that que responda a la comunidad like that's possible so yeah it has definitely been a shift i feel probably more comfortable contra because i don't know fue como todas y casi todos nos acercamos a este trabajo y siento también que desde el desde y desde el sin you kind of need to propose you know tienes que decir okay i contra is more i don't like this como this doesn't work we need to vamos a parar la autopista vamos a hacer cosas pero sin y desde you kind of need to imagine solutions and the the scene but literally como vivir las soluciones vivirla en comunidad y, y trabajarla and be consistent about it and i think that's the part that jorge was saying like sometimes we give more attention to the contra work than the scene work and i feel like that happens because scene work requires just like showing up every day and being consistent and it's not like a big boom como mm-hmm. hicimos una una protesta that that took everybody's attention like you have to show up every day and me hace pensar en el trabajo de comedores sociales de Puerto Rico uh, which has been consistent sin o sea desde siempre desde que comenzaron hasta ahora en, y su consistencia ha logrado hacer a great impact en Cagua que es donde yo vivo eh, bueno no vivo ya ahí pero soy de ahí y yeah, and I feel like it's showing up every day y estar para la gente y reconfigurarse cuantas veces sea necesario. So I feel comfortable contra because it's the, la, lo que más conozco, pero I definitely want to like lean into more and finding nada más entendimiento de la estrategia desde y sin because I feel like all of them together are equally important para el trabajo que estamos haciendo. Yes, so. and if you want to know more about Sin Contra y this strategy, check our amazing video linked in the description. Hey. It's a beautiful video. It's illustrated kind of like with watercolor vibes. It's very colorful. I love it. When I first saw it, I loved it, and I've sent it to a lot of people uh, who want to know more about Sin Contra este, so it's a very good video to get more more context on what we've been talking about. And shout out to Salem, mi gente member, from when we hit the staff who who had, you know, such a big hand in, in making that happen. Yes. So I think this is the end. We did it. We <laughs> terminamos, 20, <laughs> terminamos 2023. I am so proud and happy to be part of mi gente y de haber trabajado con ustedes and this experience de estar en el calentón. It's a season of many, many emotions and complicated scenarios, and it's not happy all the time. It doesn't have to be. 
Um, I want to give a shout out to Coms de Mi Gente. We will be publishing a few series called En la Mesa No Se Habla, Pero Si Se Habla, De Política y Religión. We posted our first piece uh, right before Thanksgiving, and it was like just resources and examples on how to talk to your family about what's going on in Palestine. And we will be posting more of those series because we know that holidays require to, you know, see family or see people that you don't often share space with. And it might not always be comfortable and the topics might get heavy. So we are here for you. And we hope that these uh, series gives you ayuda, apoyo, or acompañamiento, that you're not alone in that dinner table and that we can, yeah, we can have complex conversations and we can be in disagreement and we can stand up for for human rights, for what we know to be right for our gente, and also, like, ser familia de gente que no, y, y a veces es complicado, but, but we're here for you. Fuera. <laughs> <laughs> no voy a ir a la, a la cena familiar. Aquí llegó la problemática. <laughs> and a special, special shout out to all of our compas that are tuning in that are going to be working during these holidays that work during the holidays or will this this season in particular shout out to all the industry workers bartenders meserexes carterexes male persons everyone who's serving the drinks who's wrapping the gifts who's dressed up as santa claus all the things um debemos y estamos aquí pensando en ustedes so tip well. Tip well. And be sí, nice sí, sí. to also retail workers. People's dignity is more important than gifts or material things. Or... Yes. Bueno, pues hasta aquí llegó este episodio. Mm -hmm.